At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on v the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Hour number two, Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. At the tip of the strip, going over the card in week nine in the National Football League. We've made our way to the Raiders visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we will put that on hold for just a moment. Want to pause and look at the wild card market. You've got some futures markets here where you can bet on a team specifically to win the wild card. And if you look at the NFC wild card seeds and the odds that go along with that, the Dallas Cowboys are the favorite at minus 370. The Philadelphia Eagles are at plus 330. Now, don't be confused there. This is specifically to get that wild card spot or a wild card spot, I should say. Cowboys make a ton of sense why Mm -hmm. they're the favorite currently in second place uh, along with the New York Giants in that division. The Giants, by the way, minus 190. The Packers at plus 275. The Rams at 3-1. to And then I mentioned the Eagles at plus 330. Obviously, the Eagles would have to fall off a uh, a ways and not win the division to become the wild card winner there and cash that ticket uh any of those teams jump out at you as an attractive price well i'm looking at one division in particular that's the nfc west and you got the seattle seahawks at what plus 290 yeah if Um, we move over to the rest of the teams here you've got uh seattle uh where where is seattle i'm not seeing yeah they're they're on the board i believe at plus 290 um and then we got the 49ers at plus 450, right? There it is. I see it. Yeah. Yes. And then you got the Cardinals at plus 900. I mean, you can even throw the Rams in there. Plus, so from a wild card standpoint, 
can you see a team getting a wild card if you look at the landscape of the NFC? Uh, a wild card, not the division. Obviously, I mean, forget about the NFC South. There's no wild card situation. Right, I don't believe in that right. thing. Mm-hmm. But the NFC, because of what's going on in the um, NFC North, you can see legitimately see NFC West in a wild card situation. There's too many good teams there. I mean, Seattle and San Francisco alone. Now, can the Cardinals get hot and get into a wild card situation at plus 900? I mean, I, I don't think so. But you know, sprinkling a, a couple. Uh, 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 fins on uh, Seattle and 49ers, right? There's nothing wrong with that because I, I, I think that division in particular uh, could produce a legitimate wild card situation. Yeah, absolutely. And I would probably play Seattle mm-hmm. at, at plus 290 because I think at the end of the day, the 49ers are going to win that okay. division. Yeah. I just think uh, ultimately they are the stronger team. Obviously, they add Christian McCaffrey. And I think Seattle's proven uh, that they are not necessarily a fluke. And Mm -hmm. we'll find out this week. They've obviously got a division matchup with the Arizona Cardinals. We'll find out a lot about the Seattle team. They've been improving on defense quite a bit the last couple of weeks, which has been a real surprise because the first five games of the season, they were like the Detroit Lions. (laughs) In fact, they even played the Lions. And we saw what what was the total in that game? Over 70 points scored or so yeah yeah that thing was out of hand really um yeah they have gotten better uh and that's a testament to Pete Carroll and uh you know I always talk about how you know as players just get by the league I mean you can't go into the league and and stay the same as after you enter the league from training camp you have to evolve and we've seen the Eagles do it we've seen the Eagles kind of get to some matchup situations and uh really be different uh along the way Buffalo still getting better you're right 49ers are getting better the commanders even at, at, at some levels are getting better. The teams are across the league. You can identify which ones are getting better from the start of the season till now. I agree with you. I think the Seattle Seahawks there would be the play at nearly mm-hmm. three to one to land a wild card spot. All right, let's look at the AFC wild card seed. Yep. And the Dolphins are the favorite at minus two twenty five. The Chargers at minus one twenty. The Bengals at plus one fifty. The Patriots at plus one seventy five. The Jets at plus two fifty. The Browns at five to one. The Raiders at five to one, and it goes on from there. And then of course you have the Buffalo Bills at nine to one. You don't expect them to get a wild card, rather to win the division uh any teams jump out at you there in the afc you know the dolphins leading the way at minus 225 i get that um that division can that division produce you know three teams right the patriots at plus 175 i I mean i i guess it can if you look at the afc but then just look at the scheduling uh moving forward too for a lot of these teams um you know, the Ravens feel, I feel like they probably will win their division. You know? I hope you're right. I, I have yeah. a division bet on that. Right. Okay, good. <laughs> good. It, it feels that way. Then the Bengals, you know, it's plus 150. Uh, they're still a good team. You know, te- I, I, I don't know why the Chargers are minus 120. Yeah, I agree with you. I am not uh, sold on that. And I'm not really sold on the Bengals either. I, I might try and dabble a little bit deeper and take a shot with like the Browns or okay. the Jets. The mm-hmm. Browns at five to one uh, to pick up a wild card in the Veasan Pro Football Betting Guide that we put out before the season started. I actually picked the Browns to get a wild card spot. Now they've disappointed a little bit here through the first eight, eight, nine games, what have you, but they did pick up another win on Monday night in division over Cincinnati. 
And the Jets, I think we'll find out a lot about this team on Sunday. I don't necessarily expect them to beat the Bills, but I, I think they're better than what our preseason prognostications were. Yeah, yeah. So the Browns are sitting at, what, three and five right now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Deshaun get Watson back. Well, how is he going to look? Right. I mean, he, he's got to be rusty. Oh, um, they got a tough one coming up against Miami uh, and then Buffalo, right? Looking at their schedule. Um, they Tampa, have one of the easier schedules in the league. Yeah. Yeah. From a win loss record standpoint. Yeah. Then, you know, you got Houston and I don't know. I, I mean, it, it looks appetizing. Um, even, I mean, the Sean Watson thing is such a wild card, though, because mm-hmm. I, I just don't – I nobody has a clue on how he's going to look with this I, football team. I think you and I both like the Seattle play in the NFC. Yeah, look at uh, that schedule. Better than, better than uh, anything in the AFC. Yeah, there's the Browns schedule Woo. for you. <laughs> Dolphins, Bills, Buccaneers. Okay, it gets easy with the Texans. Then you got Bengals and Ravens back-to-back. Uh, who Saints, knows where the Saints will be? Yeah. Steelers. You know, the, the last five or six games uh, is not murderer's row. Mm. Uh, let's move on and back to the card for week nine in the NFL. The Raiders at the Jaguars, the Las Vegas Raiders, they're two and five on the season after being blanked by the Saints last week, 24 to nothing in New Orleans. They stayed on the East Coast, practiced in Sarasota, Florida. There were rumors of a flu bug affecting some 15 players on the Raiders team the week prior to the game with the Saints. We heard Devontae Adams was dealing with some symptoms, but a big deal was not made of it as all at all. Uh, Jacksonville returns home off of a loss in London to the Broncos. They have dropped five in a row. Of course, they did not elect to take their bye week after the trip to England and teams in that situation four and four straight up and three and five against the spread in the follow-up game, including 0 and three straight up and against the spread when coming off of a straight up loss as a favorite, which of course the Jacksonville Jaguars were a favorite last week in London. This line was Raiders minus three, Mike, over over the summer, it opened this week at Raiders minus one. And right now, we're at Raiders laying two points with a total of 48. Where are you headed? Well, let me ask you a quick question. If the Jacksonville Jaguars were not returning back from London, you think they'd be favored at home against Raiders? It's a good point. Uh, it, it's possible. I, I don't know if that's entirely factored into okay. the line, but maybe a half point or so. Okay, yeah, because I, I was curious about that. I mean, you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars – uh, their losses this year has been went by one possession. We we know that in particular the fourth quarter, uh, eight points or fewer in, in the fourth quarter. And Jacksonville just does not not know how to finish. Uh, I look I saw this and I read it and I and I looked it up because I wanted to make sure it was true. And it it, it is Jacksonville is the only team with a losing record with a positive point differential. Right. <laughs> you saw that too. Yeah. Huh? yeah. I mean, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. And then the Raiders, the Raiders defense is nowhere near where anybody thought it would be. Um, and, and I think they're losing confidence offensively. They can't run the football. Um, I don't know where the Raiders know if they know where to go. Like, can they create matchups? Can Josh uh, uh, McDaniels, uh, does he understand how to create matchups with the personnel that he has? You know, is he on the same page with the quarterback who's a panicky guy in the pocket? Uh, and, I mean, that's, that's a, there's a lot of ifs right there. The thing about the Raiders last year that made them a playoff team is Rich Basaccia was a special teams coordinator, came over, and then the interim head coach, he knew everybody. He knew everybody on the roster because you're a special teams coordinator. And so you know how to, you know how to fire people up, you know which buttons to push and all that because you interact with every, every player on the roster. Now you have a roster that's not familiar with this coaching staff, and they're in it together. And I don't know if they can figure it out together, how to get out, out of this adversity, out of this hole. 
uh, now they're on the road, and I guess you're supposed to band together and forge relationships. Well, that's what training camp was for, <laughs> right? Why, how all of a sudden on the road in Florida are you going to band together and get everything right on the same page? I, it could be a struggle for them. I, I like the points here in, in Jacksonville. Over 40% of the Jaguars' drives have reached the red zone or scored prior. That is sixth in the league. Trevor Lawrence, however, dead last in the NFL for EPA per drop back inside the red zone compared to ranking sixth per drop back outside of the red zone. He's 18 of 41 with nine touchdowns and three interceptions in the red zone. His red zone rating is only ahead of Russell Wilson. The Raiders' defense, 28th in EPA per drop back in the red zone, allowing 11 touchdown passes, maybe Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence can get healthy here in the red zone against the Raiders. They're allowing nearly 37 points per drive are the Raiders. That's 30th in the league. They're forcing less than two sacks plus turnovers per game. That is the fewest in the league. Over the past three weeks, the Jaguars are last in the NFL in scoring rate allowed per drive, while the Raiders rank 29th. Now, the Raiders, off of being shut out last week, they apply to a 93-33-4 against the spread bounce-back situation. In fact, since 1993, NFL road teams coming off of a shutout loss they're 12 and 6 straight up, 15 and 3 against the spread when facing a team coming off of consecutive losses. And this is per our friend Ralph Michaels at Cal Sports LV on Twitter. Does a great job with numbers research. Since 2015, NFL teams coming off of being shut out are 27 and 10 against the spread in their next game. That is a 73% clip. Mm-hmm. My numbers come to Jaguars minus 8.5, Jaguars minus 3, and Jaguars minus 9. So clearly, the metrics favor the Jaguars. Jaguars here, Mike, but I actually played the Raiders on the money line. I think the situation is so heavy in their favor. I expect the Raiders to come with an effort. We'll continue that one on the other side for a minute as we roll on here on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the Pro Football Blitz is presented by Zinn and Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for, but Zinn Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients. It's completely tobacco leaf-free, plus it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zinn online or find a store near you at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com today. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you. Taking a look at the Seahawks at the Cardinals as we make our way into the afternoon portion of the schedule. The Seattle Seahawks are at 5-3 and three and atop the NFC West Division. They lead the San Francisco 49ers by a game. They have won three in a row heading into Glendale, Arizona for a date with the, uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona 3-5 and five on the season and returning home off of a loss last week in Minnesota to the Vikings 34 to 26 your final this is one of the weirdest looking lines of the week I felt in my opinion over the summer the Cardinals were favored by seven points and I understand that we all thought Seattle was going to be awful as it turns out Seattle's pretty good and Arizona I think has come up well short of expectations so far but the Redbirds are still favored Mike Cardinals laying two at home 49 is your total well, D-Hop has made an impact, right? Uh, I mean, at least the comfort for Kyler Murray uh, out there, uh, you know, what he's been phenomenal, really, catching, what, 22 passes, 260 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and that's impactful. Now, Tyreek Woolen, too, though, on the other side uh, for Seattle, uh, that cornerback is drawing a lot of great pra- uh, praise right now. Uh, and, and in particular, I think the Seattle Seahawks defense is drawing – uh, some praise too, and I, I think it's the way that Pete Carroll goes about things. Uh, Seattle surprisingly has jumped out to several leads uh, along the way. Uh, we talked about Geno Smith completing what 72% of his passes. Uh, the offense is averaging 26 points a game, uh, which is fourth in the National Football League. 
And look at his supporting cast. I mean, that's incredible to think about. And I guess it enhanced Russell Wilson too, right? Because Russell Wilson uh, has not looked anything like Geno without that type of uh, uh, weaponry around him. And so you got to give respect to uh, the Seattle Seahawks with Walker, the running game, the offensive line, and the toughness factor that they have. But the first 30-minute points for Seattle, 17 against Denver, 20 against Atlanta, 24 against Detroit, 19 against New Orleans. That's back-to-back road games. They did that. Uh, and then 24 first-half points against the Chargers. And we know on the other side that, that the Cardinals, they don't start fast. And there's no home field advantage either. So uh, I like to see how the Seahawks, uh, you know, it's a, it's a dog situation. And, you know, you can look at them from a teaser standpoint, which uh, was very attractive to me uh, this week. Yep, another one of those perfectly placed Wong teaser legs there with the Steelers, or excuse me, the Seahawks getting two, tease them up to plus eight. Not a bad idea at all. Over the course of their three-game winning streak, Seattle has given up just 256 yards on average per game as opposed to 410 yards per game in the five games prior. They've almost cut that in half on defense. After allowing opponents to score on nearly 52% of their drives in weeks one through five, Seattle has allowed opponents to score on fewer than 21% of their drives the past three weeks. That goes from the worst in the league to second best. Over 43% of Seattle's drives have reached the red zone or scored prior. That trails only the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Eagles. Over 41% of the drives against the Cardinals' defense have reached the red zone or scored prior. That is the fourth highest rate in the league. The Seahawks are averaging 6.5 yards per play on first down. That is fourth in the league. Arizona is averaging 4.7 yards per play on first down. That is 31st in the league. The Cardinals, as of late, 1-7 and seven against the spread as home favorites of five or fewer points. We've seen Arizona do a nosedive in the second half of the seasons the past years under uh, head coach Cliff Kingsbury. His record in November, from November on, 9 and 17 straight up, 9, 16 and 1 against the spread. My numbers came to Seattle minus 9, Seattle minus 7, and pick them. I played Seattle here, Mike. Uh, I know you said you like Seattle. I don't know if you made a play on them. Early in the week, I actually found Seattle plus 2.5, and, and I'm really okay with it all the way down to pick them. I think Seattle makes it four wins in a row. Yeah, no, I like Seattle on a teaser card, uh, Brady. You know, it's just about finding a partner and, um, you know, from that standpoint, there's several attractive options we talked about already, but um, I, I wasn't too sure about this one. Like, the Cardinals are 0 5 in their last five games against NFC West opponents. I yeah. mean, <laughs> going back to last year, including the playoffs, uh, lost to the Rams. So, right. um, to me, everything is about the division and how competitive you are because as teams go, you try to build to win the division. Uh, and then, like, for instance, the AFC West, everybody's trying to catch up to Kansas City. If they can't, they're trying to. But that's how you define yourself. And, and now Buffalo and all these other elite teams have kind of built their teams that way. I believe we were talking about this game on the Pro Football Blitz, the Sunday edition, mm-hmm. uh, last week uh, while we were t- keeping an eye on Sunday night football uh, between the Packers and the Bills. And I believe you and I were both kind of shocked that Arizona was favored in this game. Right. Uh, I mentioned this was one of the weirdest lines of the week to me. Um, you know, it, it, sometimes Vegas is like that. If something's too fishy, you know, stay away from it. But I, I just couldn't uh, keep myself away. It just made too much sense to play the Seahawks here. I'm not sure why Arizona's favored in this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm not either. Um, 
you know, it, the game last time they played, it was close and it was up there. I I, I don't know what the books do. Same season <laughs> trying revenge, to beat, yeah, you know. Trying to beat um, the books. <laughs> but but I know the Cardinals are 0-5 in their last five games going back to the playoff loss to the Rams uh, against NFC West opponents, though. Well, I think there's a coaching advantage here for yeah. Seattle. Um, I think there's a physicality advantage mm -hmm. for Seattle. Their defense has obviously been improving. The Cardinal defense is still not very good. So it ought to be an interesting contest. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals, you know, come and surprise everybody mm -hmm. and keep this thing close. But uh, Did that shock every... you with those first half numbers, though, in the Seattle Seahawks mm -hmm. uh, offense? Right. I mean, 24 points on the road. I don't care who they're playing against. This is back-to-back -back road games. You put up 24 and then 19 against New Orleans, uh, and then 24 again on the road uh, against the Chargers. But, I mean, I, the Chargers, uh, I think that defense, a lot, is, a, lot is, a lot is happening with that defense. So, uh, and then to start the year, the 17 points that they put up on, on Denver. Denver's a pretty good defense. And then, uh, okay, Atlanta. But Atlanta was revved up for that game, staying on the West Coast. Uh, and that was just, that was interesting. Uh, but, but, no, I... I the starts by Geno Smith completing 72% of his passes and the starts of the first 30 minutes of ball games too, to where they can play defense. They can focus in on, on that aspect of it. And that's the way that Pete Carroll wants it to be too. All right. In the last segment, we were talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting mm -hmm. the Las yep. Vegas Raiders, and we didn't quite finish all of our thoughts there on that game. Uh, I mentioned that my numbers really heavily favor the Jacksonville Jaguars. The metrics certainly play out that way. Um, but the situation, I think, is heavily in favor of the Las, Ra uh, Las Vegas Raiders here. We talked about the situation of teams coming off of being shut out 27 and 10 against the spread, 73% since 2015. Um, I did play the Las Vegas Raiders on the money line here, and I think it's also combined with the travel factor mm -hmm. for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. We talked about that in the last segment as well, coming back from a London game. Now, I know Jacksonville is familiar with London games. They've played more London games than any other team in the NFL, um, but typically they take a bye week uh, when they return home, and teams have not been that successful when they do not elect to take a bye week after the London trip. So the scheduling spot uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think, goes against them, and also the shutout situation, the potential bounce-back situation for the Raiders, I think is good for them. The other thing, this is interesting, too. I made a small play on the under, under mm -hmm. the total of 48. When Derek Carr is a road favorite, it's 11-4-1 to the under. Over the last three years, when Josh McDaniels is a road favorite, it's 6-3-1 to the under. And finally, again, teams coming off of a shutout, a shutout loss. They have gone 52-38 and to the under since 2004 and 2-0 and this year. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. The reason why I asked you about the Jacksonville Jaguars and the travel, too, because I, I'm thinking if the Raiders are staying on the road for two weeks, like, does that neutralize the whole travel effect, too? Because uh, they've been in a hotel for uh, a better part of a week now, uh, you know, and again, the band together nature of things and you're, that's all you got to do because you're on the road together. But to me, you could have did that in training camp. Well, I don't think it hurts them though. No. And, they, it, yeah. and maybe they need a reset. Maybe, maybe, but the reset. And they get more acclimated to yeah. the East Coast time zone. Yeah. The, the thing about the Jacksonville Jaguars, though, in that one possession uh, situation and they lose these games in the fourth quarter, it's like being at home could get that energy level to a certain level that needs to be to where they prevail in the fourth quarter, right? I mean, uh, if this game goes to the fourth quarter, in other words, that's my, that's my lean here with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the points. 
more so than the Raiders figuring it out on the road, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter. So uh, I, just a chance, if you like Jacksonville and the points, like getting a good teaser situation too. I mean, um, uh, you know, the two points are there for you, but uh, there's nothing wrong with eight points either. Well, Trevor Lawrence certainly has to clean up the turn. Yes, he does. <laughs> you know, Trevor Lawrence, we thought he was going to be the second coming yep. of uh, Peyton Manning or what have you when he came out of college. It really hasn't worked just yet. Peyton we threw will see. 28 interceptions this That's rookie, right. though. That's right. <laughs> the jury's still out yeah. on Mr. Lawrence. Next up, we go to Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. They've got a date in Tampa coming up on Sunday. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Fall sports are in full swing, and the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, basketball fan, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for our new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet, plus get Sunday Football and uh, Football Parlay Insurance, and more. Head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. The Rams at the Buccaneers, Mr. Pritchard. It feels like the Rams and the Buccaneers get together every season or so. They did last year in the divisional round of the playoffs. Tampa Bay made a valiant comeback, but it was too little too late, and the Rams went on to win the Super Bowl. Both teams have looked far different this season. The Rams are 3-4. and four. They're off of a bye week. The Bucs are 3-5. and five. They've lost three straight and four out of their last five. Both of these teams come limping into this game, Mike. It hasn't been pretty for either the Rams or the Bucs. Buccaneers in 2022, but Tampa laying a field goal here, laying the three points at home with a total of 42 and a half. What do you think? Well, I mean, both of these two, both of these teams, they can't run the football. Mm-hmm. But I think second right. to last and then dead last. Uh, so I don't know what the running back situation and You know, you're trying to um, get back to that. You know, one of the reasons why the Rams were successful and uh, they had balance, uh, you know, they had Cooper Cup doing what he did last year, but then uh, the ability to run the ball too, right? Uh, and then same thing with Tampa. I mean, Tampa misses Gronk in a big way, or, or Tom Brady does, uh, just from a red zone standpoint, um, a matchup uh, standpoint, uh, comfort standpoint. They're, they're, they just seem like they're just not uh, oiled up this year. You know, through eight games last year, well, th- through eight games now so far this year, Tom Brady's, what, completing 66% of his passes, 2,267 yards, nine, nine touchdowns, nine touchdowns, uh, and an interception. Through eight games last year with Gronk, Brady had 2,650 wow. passing yards, 25 touchdowns. Think he would have liked T.J. Hawkinson? <laughs> yeah, 25 passing touchdowns to five interceptions. I mean, it, it, it's not like Brady has dropped off tremendously I mean around him has crumbled as we know I mean everything is has been chronicled all year long but uh it's just okay when are they going to get right when are they going to fix it and how are they going to fix it more importantly uh are players going to step up and start playing better more consistent I I don't know I I haven't seen that uh Evans is banged up a little bit you know Julio Jones you can't rely on him Godwin is coming back from an ACL so you can't really you know, fault him either, but they don't have a Gronk. They don't have a difference maker that way, and uh, and they don't have a running game. So I don't know where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go offensively, defensively. They're not the same team. Todd Bowles now head coach, uh, play calling duties on that defense side of the ball has has slipped. Uh, and then 
you look at the other side with the Rams, they have issues. Not a very good team right now. So I, I stayed away from this game. Yeah, we talked about this one last Sunday, and we both kind of said, I want no part of this <laughs> game. Uh, both of these uh, teams, here's an illustration of how different they have been from last season. The Rams have scored more than 20 points just once through seven games so far this season. They scored fewer than 20 points just twice all mm. of last year. The Buccaneers have scored 22 or fewer points in all but one game so far. They scored 22 or fewer points in just three games in 2021. Tampa Bay is just one of three teams uh, remaining without a run of 20 or more yards on the season. You talk about how bad the running game is. Uh, the Rams have just one run of 20 or more yards on the season, and that came from Cooper Cup. Less than 19% <laughs> of the yardage gained by the Buccaneers has come via rushing. That is the lowest rate in the league. 23% of the yardage gained by the Rams has come via rushing. That is second to last in the league. Defending Super Bowl champions with a losing record in the role of an underdog 18 7 and 2 against the spread since 1980 the rams are also 8 and 1 against the spread in this series with tampa bay my numbers come to the buccaneers minus three the buccaneers minus three again and then the rams minus three and a half uh this is one of those games i think if you like the tampa bay buccaneers you want to lay two and a half if you like the rams you want to take the three points it just depends on the number here um but i did not get involved mike yeah no i i mean i couldn't even tease the rams i mean thinking about it but no yeah. Yeah. I couldn't even do it. Uh, they're on the road, and uh, they're just not very good. I mean, look at the total. You're talking about Matthew Stafford. Lowest total, I believe, on the board. this, Or, yeah. or one of the lowest. Yeah. The, uh, the Patriots and the Colts are certainly Right. Lower. You're talking about uh, Tom Brady, who they throw at 70% of the time, too, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Brady. And, uh, and then you have um, Matthew Stafford on the other side. I mean, elbow aside, uh, you know, he's still dealing with that, right? And, uh, I, yeah, this is a game that you just stay away from. Yeah, and last year we would have been talking about, you know, the game of the week, the game Probably. of the year. Uh, not so much the case. We will see what happens down there in Tampa Bay. Uh, the Titans at the Chiefs. This will be the Sunday night football affair in prime time. Kansas City at 5-2 and two on the season. They are coming off of a bye week after beating San Francisco two weeks ago. Tennessee has been outgained by their opponent in six of their seven games this season, yet they are on a five-game winning streak and also at 5-2 and two on the season. The quarterback status for the Titans is certainly a factor in this game. And we might not know what the decision is until kickoff. Head coach Mike Vrabel calling it a game-time decision on whether we'll see Malik Willis or Ryan Tannehill. Big number here, Mike. Chiefs at Arrowhead laying 12.5 with a total of 45.5. Yeah, I was looking uh, throughout the week whether or not uh, Logan Woodside would be elevated from the practice squad because that would have suggested that, okay, this guy could get some reps and therefore, Tannehill really isn't that effective because right, right. he didn't play. He didn't practice on Wednesday. Tannehill traveling, uh, I think he'll suit up, right? But I don't know how great he'll be. Uh, and then because they only have two quarterbacks, they have him and Malik, mm -hmm. uh, and maybe whoever the emergency quarterback. What Derrick Henry, direct <laughs> snap, right? Yeah. So that's where they're off. Start running the wildcat. Yeah. So uh, from a betting standpoint, uh, Tannehill doesn't move the needle for me whether he's playing or not. Uh, it's all about Derrick Henry running the football and. Can a Titans defensive line control the game? Um, you know, it's fascinating because you think about what the Raiders did uh, on, on a primetime matchup against the Chiefs. They, they ran the ball at them. They got physical with the Chiefs and almost won that football game in Arrowhead. Uh, and you, now you have a team similar in terms of wanting to run the football with a toughness factor uh, in Tennessee, right? And, uh, you know, can the Chiefs 
find a way to slow that down. I mean, they couldn't do it against the Raiders, and the Raiders, like I mentioned, almost won the game. Uh, got out to a nice lead defensively, got got some uh, pressure on Patrick Mahomes. And so it goes back to the Titans. Can they get Pat, uh, Patrick Mahomes under pressure? And uh, can they do some things on the back end to kind of slow up the production? Uh, I don't think so, but I, I can't lay points like that either way because I know uh, history suggests that the Chiefs, even with Andy Reid off a of bye, uh, the Chiefs, they just don't cover numbers uh, enough for me and my wallet. So I, I stayed away from this game. But – for the, for a win in the game, I mean, it's obviously looking at situation with the Chiefs on that side, though. Yeah, you talk about the Andy Reid off of a bye deal. His teams are twenty and three straight up following a bye week. He is seven and two straight up with the Chiefs as their head coach, and just five and four against the spread. The Titans. 2-0 and and straight up and against the spread in the regular season versus the Chiefs under Mike Vrabel. Here's some stats for you. The Chiefs have punted on fewer than 27% of their drives. That is second in the NFL. The Titans have punted on nearly 47% of their drives. That is 30th in the league. The Chiefs and the Titans ranked number one and number two, respectively, in red zone offense. However, defensively, 14 of the 15 touchdown passes allowed by Tennessee have come via the pass. That is the highest rate in the league. 17 of the 20 touchdown passes allowed by Kansas City have come through the air. That is the second highest rate in the league. Teams off of a bye week that score 36 or more points in their last game, 48-22-4 against the spread when they're favored. Also, the Titans are 0-5 against the number after facing the Houston Texans. My numbers come to Chiefs minus 3.5, Chiefs minus 4, and pick them. I mean, those are far <laughs> off of from where the spread is, and uh, I just think that speaks about the analytics for this Titans team and specifically Derrick Henry. But uh, I could only take the points in this game. I certainly couldn't lay it with the Chiefs. I did not make a play. Um, I kind of have a feeling it's going to be Malik Willis. He only completed six passes right. last week. That, is, that formula is, you know, it worked against the Houston Texans. It's not going to work against the Kansas City Chiefs. And Ryan Tannehill, I certainly think, makes a big difference in giving the Tennessee Titans an, a, an opportunity to win this ball game, but how mobile is he going to be? How hurting is his ankle going to be in this game? I just think there's a lot of question marks, and I'm going to stay away from this game. Mm, yeah, I mean, decide the Chiefs winning the game, decide taking a point in terms of the Titans, if you're intrigued by that. Uh, so you're, you're thinking Malik Willis will be the starter and Tannehill could be the backup. Yeah. Back up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, but I still think Tannehill's probably going to be a little bit hobbled. Oh, I, sure. If he's 100% or even if he's 90% or whatever, right. he'd probably start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we just don't know how good he could possibly be in this game. I think he gives them a, a lot better chance to win because he's likely to throw the ball. What if he. Malik right, doesn't really throw the ball. Right, what if before game time we see that he starts? Would you be intrigued to take the points? Well, you're probably going to see the number adjust. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, I, I, I believe there's a little bit built into this number right now with okay. the thought that, that Willis is going to play. Okay, okay. And if it's firmly announced, you might see it go up. If it's firmly announced that Tannehill's going to play, maybe it'll come down a little mm -hmm. bit. Uh, I'm going to stay away. Like I yeah. said, too many question marks. Yep, yep. All right, one more segment left to go. We cover the Monday Nighter when we return right here on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bet365. 
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
Get everything VEASAN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Get VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl game, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right, Michael, the Monday nighter, the Baltimore Ravens visiting the New Orleans Saints in the Big Easy. The Baltimore Ravens, we saw them last week on Thursday night take it to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're now 5-3 and three on the season and a game ahead of the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC North. The Saints off of their possible best performance of the season and shutting out the Las Vegas Raiders last Sunday. 24-zip. They are 3-5 and five on the year, tied with the Buccaneers for second place in the NFC South. Some injury news in this game for sure. Wide receiver Rashad Bateman will undergo season-ending surgery on his foot. Uh, All-pro tight end Mark Andrews is doubtful for this game. Running back Gus Edwards is listed as questionable. Marshawn Lattimore, Jarvis Landry, and center Eric McCoy all questionable for the New Orleans Saints. I believe Lattimore may have been downgraded to out for this game, but the Ravens road favorites nonetheless. Mike laying two here with a total of 47.5. Ooh, this is a difficult one. Uh, Brady still undecided on the game. I, I'm leaning towards the Ravens right now okay. uh, in terms of playing in this game, but I'm leaning uh, towards the Ravens. You know, they're back on the road against the NFC South, and we know that division is down. Um, I, I can vault up a little bit uh, of the uh, AFC North uh, and that division a little bit more, certainly uh, from a waiting standpoint, than the NFC South. Um, but playing in New Orleans isn't easy. I mean, we know that. Uh, the Dome, and they're coming off a, a shutout a performance. Uh, but that was Dennis Allen, too, with an axe to grind against a former opponent. I think you make a good point. Right? Yep. Yeah, that was an axe to grind. That was attention to detail. That's staying up all night and coming up with a great game plan mm-hmm. to beat the team that fired me. Is yeah. he gonna, is, are they going to be able to do that again? Well, right. And, and so the Lamar Jackson factor is real now. The problem with teams facing Lamar Jackson and and Baltimore is they can't they don't have anybody to be Lamar Jackson and, and scout team. Mm-hmm. The Saints do. They have Taysom Hill. Uh, you know if they were inclined to do something like that. But uh, you know it, it's such a still it's still a, such a hard preparation uh, for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is 13 and one, and 14 career starts against NFC opponents because wow. of the unfamiliarity. Right. Sure. Uh, he is just a weapon. Uh, and I don't know if the Saints prepare for that. And you got some key guys doubtful or out of this game. Uh, I, I think Andy Dalton gives you room to a certain degree. That's it. Uh, I don't know if Andy Dalton's going to go out there and win you a game. Um, but is he going to avoid mis- some mistakes? Perhaps. But he'll certainly make a few. Uh, and I think the Ravens defense, uh, Roquan Smith a little bit, I, that thing can be energized. Yep. Uh, on the road here against. That's why I'm leaning to the Ravens right now. I haven't played a game, but I do have a lean towards the Ravens. Some scheduling notes here. Baltimore has played five games against teams with winning records this season. That is tied for the most in the league. A little mini bye week here this week, playing last Thursday and then not playing again until Monday night. They do take a bye after this game. So some big-time rest for this Ravens team over the course of a three-week period. Um, You talk about not being able to prepare for Lamar Jackson. This is actually the New Orleans Saints' first time facing Greg Roman's Baltimore 
offense with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Teams tend to struggle the first time that they face it. Going 2-25 and 25 straight up, 9-16-2 against the spread. If you go back to Roman's time with the San Francisco 49ers when he was coordinating that offense with Colin Kaepernick, similar results. The total between those two squads with opponents facing that type of offense for the first time, 10 and 48 straight up, 16, 38 and four against the spread. Andy Dalton also, by the way, 0 and four straight up and one and three against the number against Lamar Jackson. Also note that NFL home teams coming off of a shutout win are just one and four straight up and against the spread since 1985. New Orleans also 0 and four against the number in its last four Monday night games. My numbers came to Ravens minus one and a half, Ravens minus two, and Ravens minus three. So right there where that spread currently is, I did end up playing Baltimore mm. on the money line, Mike. Mm. I think the injuries are certainly of concern here, but I believe that they're the much better team. And I really don't like uh, the situation that the Saints are coming off of. That shutout, uh, I just don't see that being repeated. And we have talked about that shutout game so much. I'm on the Raiders, bouncing back mm -hmm. off of it. I'm fading the Saints on not being able to repeat that effort. You mentioned Dennis, uh, Dennis Allen had an axe to grind in that game. Total focus for that effort against the Raiders. I, I think everything changes this week. Yeah, I mean, th the Saints were locked in on everything the Raiders wanted to do and could do. Uh, this is different, you know, and you rally the troops too, right? If you're Dennis Allen, hey, we got a solid game plan. All, all I need you guys to do is be physical and the energy at home. And uh, we saw the Saints defense be very, very physical against the Raiders and shut down that running game. But can they do it again this week? Can they get revved up? Can they get hyped up again uh, on, during this week and on this opponent? Now, it is a big game. It's prime time in that situation. Uh, so you, can, you could throw some support for that for the Saints. And, again, it's difficult playing in that dome. I played in it a number of times. Uh, it's so difficult playing in there when it, when it got it revved up, though. So uh, it's, it's a lean right now. But, man, maybe the money line is the way to go and just leave the points out altogether. Well, there was an opportunity earlier in the week where the Ravens were as low as one-and-a-half-point mm. favorites. Okay. They have come down to the neighborhood of two. Maybe there's some still two-and-a-halves out there, but uh, maybe it'll come down again. Mm -hmm. uh, I was able to get minus 130 on the money line. Okay. Maybe you can get minus 125, maybe even as low as minus 120 by the time Monday night rolls around. Uh, but if you wait, it could go the other way yeah. and uh, price you out of the market as well. Uh, let's go over all the games and where we kind of lean or where we had a play. Um, I'll start with Indianapolis at New England. I did play the Colts. I also played under 40 and a half. You do not have a play on this game, but you lean a little bit with the Patriots. Yeah, just because the Colts are, are, are a mess. I mean, they really are. I mean, I can see why you took the points right there because there's really nothing on the side of the Patriots offense that, that I could support uh, other than a running game. I mean, Gus Bradley is not complicated defensively. Uh, it shouldn't be a problem for the quarterbacks for – uh, New England either, but can I get the running game started, right? And, and But on the other side there for Indy, I mean, Sam Ellinger making his first start against Bill Belichick on the road. I mean, that's just, that's just tough work right there. Well, absolutely. <laughs> it's really more of a play against New England for me. I just don't want to lay six points with Matt yeah, Jones. Right, Not right. necessarily a play yep. on the Colts. All right, the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. I took 13 here with the New York Jets. I know you lean towards the Buffalo Bills. You didn't want to lay that many points. Mm -hmm. Now, the number has gone all the way down to 11.5. I'm still really okay with taking the Jets at that number. I think 10.5 yeah. or better is okay with New York. Uh, Miami and Chicago, I, I 
did not have, make a play in this game. I lean with the under, and both you and I lean with uh, the Chicago Bears taking the with points. With the points, yeah, I lean that way. I, I think the track is going to be a little slow for the Dolphins. The Dolphins need to uh, increase their output scoring. All right, the Minnesota Vikings and the Washington Commanders, uh, neither you or I have mm-hmm. a play in that game. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind the Commanders catching three and a half, but uh, a stay away from me entirely in yep. that game. Green Bay and Detroit, I think you and I are on the same side here. You were looking at over the total. I actually did lay three with the Packers. I'm not so thrilled about laying three and a half or higher, but I actually think this game could close four. Mm-hmm. Agree with you on that one. All right, the Chargers at the Atlanta Falcons. I think you and I are both in agreement here as yeah. well. The Falcons catching three points. I wouldn't be surprised if this closed a little lower. Seems to be a lot of love for the Falcons out there, and I think Cordero Patterson returning for this Atlanta team is really big yeah. against this awful rushing defense for the Los Angeles Chargers. Carolina and Cincinnati, uh, you and I both with no real opinion there. If I had to, I'd probably take the seven and a hook. You do like the teaser. Bengals in a teaser yep. situation, absolutely teasing the seven and a half down to just one and a half in favor of the Cincinnati Bengals. Seattle and Arizona, you and I both like Seattle there catching two points. The Rams and Tampa Bay, we both agreed to pass on. Yes, we did. And then, of course, uh, Tennessee and KC, we're we're passing on that one as well. Just too many question marks Mm. there. We don't know who's going to start at quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. A lot of points for the Chiefs to be laying there. They haven't been great in the role of a home favorite. Minus 12.5 is currently your number. 45.5 is your total. And then you and I both agreeing on the Ravens on Monday night. Uh, I got there with a money line play. Maybe I can convince you to here shortly. Maybe. Maybe. Yep. Uh, well, we were talking about the Raiders in the Jacksonville game, too, because you like the Raiders on the money line. That's I was, right. I was thinking about the Jacksonville as a teaser, but then also – um, maybe uh, a middle situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you've had uh, one. Yeah. If you've got one leg of the teaser yeah, in. Little little bit of a pro tip, real quick, in terms of how to do something like that or why to do something like that. Yeah, if you've got one leg of the teaser in and, and your second one is uh, Jacksonville plus eight, you can play the Raiders on the money line and mm-hmm. maybe hit them both. Yeah. Not too shabby. I, I don't really disagree with any of those plays. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville absolutely. teased mm-hmm. or Raiders on the money line. Yeah. That is going to do it for us. The Pro Football Contest Show is next. I want to thank Dr. Bob Sports, Sharp Football Analysis, Mark Lawrence with Playbook Sports for providing some of the great content we referenced throughout the show. We'll be back momentarily. Again, it is the Football Contest Show coming up. We'll join the guys at Circa, release the Survivor Plays and the Circa Millions. Keep it right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.